Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast and Happy New Year, y'all. Yes. <laughs> 2024. Today is actually January 1st. If you are walking around your neighborhood streaming this live as we are releasing it, this year has flown by again. And here you are joining us for episode 377, New Year's resolutions and healthy habits. Today's podcast will take a little bit of a lighter take, if you will, just taking time to reflect, do some inventory on the year that has passed and focus on committing to wellness as well as potentially an overarching mantra or theme for the year. Yes, it's interesting. I was looking back at podcast notes and we were like really on top of it out the gate. Uh, We had episode 39 on forming healthy habits. Then we had episode 67, successful resolution goal setting. We have episode 119, owning 2019, manifestations, goal setting, and accountability. And uh, then we have episode 169, uh, which was for 2020 resolutions and focus for the new year. And then after the 2020 release (laughs) of New Year resolutions, we did not do a 21, we did not do a 22, and we did not do uh, going into 23. Uh, Wow. We might have just been in survive mode. I think so, with all that was going on in the bad season and a couple of years and all of the things. A couple of babies babies since then, Uh, yeah. Yeah, opened and closed business, all of the things. Yeah. So a lot has shifted. So I think that this will be a really good cathartic. I guess, exercise, if you will, that Becky and I will be going through, uh, just processing through, again, a reflection over the last year, identifying carrots and sticks or wins and some trip ups, and then just forecasting forward of what we want to manifest and what types of maybe habit stacking it will take to employ to get us there. Okay. Before we get into all that, um, since this episode is airing timely, we wanted to let y'all know that you've now got, what, nine days yes. um, until the start of our 12-week Food as Medicine Ketosis program. This kicks off on Wednesday, January 10th, and we still do have some spots left to jump in and join us for this round. Yes, I think that if you are looking for shifts in body composition, if you are looking to just feel confident about food as medicine and what foods you should focus on in, a, in an abundance and what foods you might need to limit or adjust, if you're unsure of what foods are working for your body or you're unsure of whether you should be fasting more or less or tightening up your carb control or liberating the amount of fat you're consuming and so much more, then this 12-week Food as Medicine Ketosis program is for you. It is the ultimate accountability where you will have Becky and I as your 
functional medicine clinician brain, as well as cheerleaders to support you through the process. This comes with 12 weekly classes. So unlike the past programs we've offered with only six every other week courses, we have six deep dive functional medicine classes balanced with six Ask Allie Anything troubleshooting sessions. And the troubleshooting sessions will be a lot more organic, conversational, will allow y'all to turn on your microphones. You don't have to turn your cameras on. We've already gotten questions on that. Mm. So you can maintain anonymity if you would like to, or you can have your name out there and your uh, voice. And we will be troubleshooting specifics. So maybe strategy on your supplementation, maybe uh, reviewing your labs and talking about direct interventions, maybe shifting ingredients in a recipe to make sure that it fits your macros better and so much more. We can't wait for y'all to join us. This is the whole array of functional medicine. We cover cardiometabolic health. We cover hormones. We cover HPA access and how the adrenals and neurotransmitters and that fight or flight stress response can kick us out of ketosis. We talk about carb cycling and whether keto is even right for you once you've achieved the shift of making ketones in your body, and so much more. We have protocols for you if you're dealing with an autoimmune condition, if you have Hashimoto's thyroiditis, if you have uh, a need to gain weight, maybe you had some weight loss from a Crohn's disease flare or cancer treatment, if you are postpartum or breastfeeding or looking for fertility, we have protocols to fit your needs, and then you have our support and our clinical pearls along the way to make sure that you get success. Yes. I'm going to read a couple of testimonials from our participants of our September program that just came through. Um, We had one person say total weight loss of 29.7 pounds, calling it a successful 12 weeks. I would say so. 30 pounds in 12 weeks. That's amazing. Um, And then we had another person who actually did the program along with her husband. So they kind of shared their program and were fine with y'all doing that. Um, She was only on the call and then would kind of disseminate the information to him. Um, But she said, we're at the doctor literally right now. Um, He has lost 40 pounds and his blood pressure is 140 over 81 when it had previously been much higher and needing medication. Y'all, I am doing my happy dance. I'm talking 20 years of him eating home-cooked, quote-unquote, healthy meals, sometimes starving and never losing weight. He also had the non-alcoholic fatty liver diagnosis and is seeing reversal of that. This has been a long journey, and I'm so grateful to have found your program. We had even gone to an acupuncturist because nothing else was working on his weight. He's so excited to jump in and start the 10-day detox. Thank you, Allie and Be- Becky. So grateful. Love it. I love to hear results like that. And that's just two testimonials from this past fall. We hear anything under the sun from, I no longer have food cravings. I feel like a new person. Um, I Or on the other end of the spectrum, I finally feel like myself again after feeling flighty and having mood irregularities. Uh, we see inflammation reducing, individuals getting off of pain medication, blood pressure medication, Uh, diabetic drugs, and even uh, cholesterol medications from the results that they're seeing using our 12-week food as medicine ketosis program. 
We hope that you are compelled to go on over to AllieMillerRD.com, grab a spot in that live January 12-week food is medicine keto class. It is only $399. This investment could have results that could last a lifetime, and we are so excited to have you join. Note also that all participants save on supplements and labs and get both eBooks, the Eat Fat, Get Skinny, and the Ketogenic Kickstart. It is just a incredible value and one of the best ways that you can invest in your wellness. We hope to see you in a couple weeks or nine days. Yes. All right. Um, before we get into today's content, I feel like this is a very timely sponsor for today's episode and perhaps a continuous glucose monitor is something that you're thinking about as a tool to really upgrade your wellness in the new year. Yes. So NutriSense is today's podcast sponsor. NutriSense provides continuous glucose monitors or CGMs that provide you with real-time glucose data for a two-week window. They pair this with their easy-to-use phone app so that you can track your connection of your daily activities, your sleep, your stress, your exercise, and your food, and then can combine that with your visualization of your glucose data to really understand how these variables impact blood sugar regulation. They also have a team that's equipped to provide personalized recommendations on how you can adjust to get back into range. And again, there will be participants likely using the NutriSense CGM during this January startup of our 12-week keto. And I plan to take one of those Ask Ali live classes to troubleshoot CGM variables. So this could definitely be something to really level up and get a little bit more scientific data in addition to the program. You can purchase a CGM by going to Nutrisense.io slash AllieMillerRD. When you go to that page, you will actually see my face. You can scroll down. You can use the code AllieRD to save 30% off your first month of your subscription. Or you can keep scrolling down and you can get the opportunity to, instead of have to subscribe for a monthly meter of only doing a two-week option, and that's for $175. Again, a CGM is one of the most amazing ways to stay accountable because unlike tracking your food where there's optional uh, elements of things that you have to be accountable to, or you can maybe um, look the other way or quote-unquote forget to track something, a CGM is going to be giving you that objective data 24-7 for two weeks. And then we can really help you take that next level and troubleshoot what's going on. Is it stress? Is it uh, that you actually need to eat a complex carb in the evening so your blood sugar doesn't crash in the middle of the night and that will lower your fasting glucose at rise? So many different aha moments we've seen with this really N equals one individualized approach using a CGM. We'll also link our YouTube video where I do an unboxing, show you how to put it on and talk about ideal blood sugar ranges. Again, go on over to nutrisense.io slash AllieMillerRD or .com AllieMillerRD and that's N-U-T-R-I-S-E-N-S-E.com. All right, let's jump right in. So it's really wild. We're approaching or in, I guess, um, speaking into the future at the time of recording, but um, 2024. So another year has really, I mean, this one has really (laughs) flown by. I don't know about for you, Um, but we are going to dig into, you know, the highs and lows of last year, even before doing that. um, This might be a good time to remind listeners about our life inventory checklist, which is a fantastic tool. 
Yes. So we will link this blog that I put up back in 2017 before Stella turned one year of age. And I think that, you know, this redefining who I was as a mother, trying to figure out how to juggle all of the perpetual moving balls um, really provoked me to go through this exercise of considering different facets of my life and answering these questions with always, sometimes, or never. Um, So this is something that I think was like brought to me with like a corporate wellness training Mm -hmm. that I just kind of shifted to be my own true priorities. So you could use my life inventory checklist as inspiration and even add to it, write some of the questions that are more priorities for you. But I'm going to just kind of read through a couple of them. And I think that what's interesting about this is, is even considering doing this like every quarter of the year, seeing how you shift your most valuable resource that you have, your time and your energy in these various facets can have such an influence on your experience and quality of life. Uh, So they range from questions such as, is my home life serene? Do I take or have downtime? Do I take time to deal with incoming mail and bills? Do I focus time to volunteer for a charity? Am I belly laughing daily? Do the significant people in my life receive my attention when they need it? Do I keep my appointments? Do I see my friends? Do I eat regular healthy meals? Am I making my meals from scratch? Am I in control of my calendar? Do I take the time to exercise? Are my home repairs done in a timely matter? (laughs) Do I second guess simple decisions? Is my pantry stocked? Do I frequent my local farmer's market? Do I connect and participate in my community? Do I find time to get out and enjoy nature? Am I getting enough sleep? Do I take regular vacations? Do I work less than 10 hours a day? Is my work fulfilling? Do I live my purpose? Do I speak my voice when needed? Am I surrounding myself with people that inspire me? Do I take time to connect with my body? Am I breathing in a relaxed state? Do I experience gratitude on a daily basis? Am I taking my supplements and nutritional vitamins daily? Am I nourishing my body with whole foods? Do I take time to deviate from plans and indulge? Um, You could add in things on your sex life. You could add in things with intimacy. You could add in specific questions that maybe are different based on each child's need in your household. Um, But I think that this is really interesting. And what I like to do is try to kind of step outside and answer it with, you know, an A, an S, or an N, always, sometimes, or never. And truly, every time I do this, I tend to surprise myself with areas that are sometimes or never, and also those that are always. And again, um, as we look to those sometimes and nevers that we want to become alwayses, we have to think about what our biggest barriers are for doing that. Um, So I would say when I reflect over this year, um, big areas of improvement would be probably getting time in nature, Uh, Connecting with gratitude practice has been something that I've done, and especially as I've incorporated praying every single night at bed with Stella, that that's a really great way that we proactively now integrate that into an evening ritual. 
Do I take time to connect with my body? I think that this is something that has been a big win over the last couple years. And most definitely, even when I was committed to doing bar method or consistent exercise in my life, maybe I wasn't connecting with my body. Mm -hmm. I was using my body and keeping my body fit, um, but maybe wasn't tapped in to how my body feels. And I think I'm doing a better job at that. And then I think a big win for sure, as well as I reflect over this year, is community and connection. Um, As I've moved to Hill Country, we've really boomed in diversity of friendships, being with others that inspire, um, definitely provoking belly laughter and such. Whereas when we were in Austin prior to relocating out here, we never really got into a niche with Stella's uh, classmates, Mm -hmm. parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, could be situational, maybe would have happened with age. But just right now, that's something that I definitely value heavily when I think of, wow, like three years ago, maybe I would have had three people at my birthday party and now it's hard to keep a list at under 20. Um, And so that's definitely a big area that I see as a win. Yes. And I think this inventory can really bring to light, you know, some aha moments of getting out of our stuck patterns as well as some, you know, things that you're giving yourself um, an A plus for, right? Some some yeah. wins for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then, you know, sometimes those stuck patterns, it's not something that's like overtly negative. It just could be an area that there's an energy suck or, um, you know, you're just kind of putting it in the closet or <laughs> kind of packing it away for later. I'll take care of that later. Um, I was thinking about the the home repairs one. That's why I laughed. Um, <laughs> like Byron kind of handles that. And since having Mabel, there's so many things that I'm like, oh, remember when you were going to do yeah. this? Um, but I think it can be just such a good um, reminder of like where we're diverting our time and then a check-in of like where to refocus. Most definitely. And even when we think of, again, our time of our resource of like who we're spending it with, when I reflect back, it's like you can have very uh, fulfilling, deep relationships and you can have time filling relationships. And um, I think of different friendships where it's like there could be more alcohol consumed. The kids play in a different room. You're not really doing as much engagement, whereas other times it can be more introspective. It could be more deep dive, more meaningful. Um, and I think about all the things that when I think of my priorities of Stella, Brady, community, whatnot, um, thinking of those things that really enrich and bring life to versus just get through the day. I think we can often find ourselves getting filled up and maybe getting filled up in the space without having fulfillment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so when you're thinking about 2024, what would you say um, would be your greatest high? And then what would be something in hindsight that you would have changed? Okay, so 2023, I think the greatest high for sure is moving into the house. Um, That was such a, since December of 2020 when we bought the lot, and even before we bought our property, this was a vision of a long time coming between Brady and I for over 10 years of the vision of having space and land and gardens, et cetera. And so I think the biggest high was in April when we moved into the new house. Um, And then the summer that followed with all the memories by the pool and the wine deck and getting to explore the property with the 4x4 Polaris. And now a second close would be getting Apollo, the little baby dog. Um, And so as I'm speaking, he's approaching four months. So we got him in... I think the end of October, mid-October, I suppose. He's a German Shepherd rescue mutt. Um, So German Shepherd secondary Rottweiler. 
And um, he further creates that need to go outside uh, in addition to the chickens, which you can get a little lazy with. And I was even considering mid-year, like, do we just get the Wi-Fi door on our chickens? Kind of great. So I can stay in bed in the morning. You still got to go out there and like feed them, make sure everyone's accounted for, but it does the late nights early. Yeah. Yeah. There's times it could be helpful. Um, But no, most definitely I find that that following of the circadian with the chickens is very anchoring for me and that Apollo just adds more fun to that. Like I was telling Stella when it was raining um, and we were like slopping around in our rain boots, it was like, hey, like we would probably just be watching a show inside with it raining. But now that we have Apollo Mm -hmm. and we have to do these things and he has to go potty, we're laughing in a rain puddle. Um, So I think that that's really fun. Having external accountability is huge for sure. And then I think reflecting back on something I would have changed, it would have been, well, I guess it's also a beauty. It was getting out of the natural foods market um, for sure. I would have changed of making the contract a lot easier to get out of. um, So it was a lot less financially and emotionally taxing. um, But Hindsight is 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. And speaking of 2020, um, <laughs> way back in our 2020 New Year's episode, we talked a lot about mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, we just released the Adrenal Rehab program um, within 2019. And a lot of focus there was on that internal self-talk, right? Yes. Um, let's reflect for a minute just where you've been kind of mentally this year what you've learned and then um what we want to focus on for intention in maybe even a a word of focus um for 24. yeah i I think we left off with your last one was energy okay and my actually no your last one was fluidity yeah i think actually um or fluid and I think I'm trying to remember if you were I don't know that you knew you were pregnant or maybe you weren't pregnant when we recorded that because it would have been the end of 20 yeah Yeah. I don't know going into 2020 but anyway I thought that was an interesting one and it was energy before that Uh and mine was like mellow and flow Uh which doesn't always happen (laughs) (laughs) how'd you do with that yes so when I think of you know this past year I think that I still like this concept of fluidity or the concept of pivot Um, I think of that as really strongholds, especially throughout the bad season. It's like you're hitting all these roadblocks and you just need to pivot. You just need to keep finding another door or being creative or finding another outlet when you're hitting a wall Um, instead of giving up or instead of pushing through something that you're getting too much signal that you should pivot away from, um, something that's not working. Um, And I think that that's always a hard spiritual truth when something's not working to face that fact. Uh, I think that when I look back at this year, I think that fluidity probably has some some anchoring as well, but I really lean more into trusting God. Uh, I have absolutely fashioned my relationship and thirst for a relationship with the Lord, and every year that gets stronger and really came to light in 2020. And I think that um, when I look at some of the hardships of this year, I believe very strongly that God creates storms for liberation. And so that helps me to have peace of, you know, it took the absolute perfect storm for me to pull naturally nourished out of this natural food store market and say, I'm out. Um, Whereas I would otherwise in other times and space 
kept pushing and kept doing because it was a goal and mm-hmm. I accomplished my goals. I finish what I start. Um, and so I think that humbling truth of really recognizing when things aren't in alignment, when there isn't the same ethics or the same principle or work integrity, um, that you can pivot away and that whether you define that as failure, whether you define that as quitting, really it's about following and honoring God's plan and how much more growth and opportunity can come when you pivot away from something that was a closed rock or something that was, again, out of alignment of your spiritual principles. Um, And so I think that when I shift from, wow, how many hours I was running thinking of garlic and ingredients and things, and that now I have this present space for my daughter and my husband and to dream again, um, I think that that's been such a huge light. Yeah, big big shift yeah for sure for Um, sure yeah um let's talk like mantra and Mm -hmm. maybe finding a word so if a resolution i think doesn't you know um feel doesn't feel authentic to you or whatnot um i think a mantra or even like a word or phrase can really help um just to have a focus for the next year yes and so Mantra can be used as a reaffirming phrase, something that we say over and over again. It can aid in mood regulation. It can reduce anxiety. We've even seen in uh, medical literature that a mantra can reduce blood pressure, can change the waves of our brain chemistry. And we think of words that often tie into like an I am in the world of mantra. Um, And so something like in the world of health space could be vitality or radiant or alive or complete or resilient. Um, And so I think sometimes thinking of our hardships in the past year of where we feel that greatest juxtaposition, like if someone listening feels incomplete or had a really rough breakup or something like that, that could be a really strong mantra of I am complete or I am whole or I am enough. Um, If we're thinking of anxiety or stress, we think of juxtaposition words like serenity, peace, balance, grounded, or calm maybe. Um, If we're thinking of financial, we might think of words like abundant or wealth or comfortable or secure. And then we can even look at um, energy state or flatness or apathy or lows and um, look to words like, I am energized, I am inspired, I am motivated, uh, I am success. Um, So this year, I am, again, kind of humbled by that shift of like, don't force something. And one of my kind of phrases that I tend to try to remind myself to do is, pull, not push. So what pulls me in the world versus what I'm pushing to make Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think this year, especially reflecting on last year, um, thinking of inspired, um, what inspires me versus having to be the source of inspiration. Because I think that often as this, um, as Jody would say, manifest or generator type of whatever that means in the (laughs) stars in your birth chart. Uh, but I do think that I'm a manifester and that I put a lot out um, in the creative energy space and I want to make things happen and I'm like a dreamer and a pusher. Um, and I'm really looking this year to pause and instead see kind of like what comes to me, what inspires me, um, trying to be present in the moment. And I think that Stella is really always excellent at checking that. When I 
am high stressed or I have too much going on and I just think of how hard it is to just be present and play with her. It's very difficult for me. And yet through her eyes, there's nothing more that I have to do. Like I already am the perfect mom. If I can just shut off my brain and be there and play horses or whatever it is that I can surrender to, um, let her inspire me creatively, then me have to kind of churn and make it happen and manifest. Um, And so that's that's kind of my brain space. So I think I'm going to use the word inspired and I think I'm going to use the I am enough. And then um, in the context of work, Becky and I have been talking a lot about putting out this new book project. And I think my big mantra for that is getting it done in the flow state, not the freight train space. (laughs) Um, So again, instead of like surging through the walls, like maintaining on the course, moving the needle forward, but doing it in such a way that I'm feeling inspired versus having to force something out. I love that. I'm going to hold you to it, girl. Okay. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Um, yeah, I think especially, you know, as moms, we can really lose ourselves in our day-to-day grind and, and as working moms, you know, not necessarily pause to ensure we're actually doing what inspires us or tapping into that at all, right? It's just checking things off the list. Um, and then, you know, going to our kids, but maybe feeling more like burned out, depleted, um, checking the boxes. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Um, so I think super key, you know, to feel fulfilled in our workspace. Um, and I think it's exciting how this is going to play out, you know, with the new book for sure in a flow, flow, not freight train state. Yes. I like it. Well, and like this year, I mean, last year, again, with Mabel now being one Mm. in a couple months, Mm -hmm. I mean, just even... Yeah, it's so different. Right. (laughs) Last year, as anytime you bring a new baby and it's that first postpartum year of working, it's like you are just surviving. Uh And now I'm like envisioning how you'll be able to like be creating the vibe of the cookbook and photographing and like, again, like doing things that are pretty and like feel good and have you feeling accomplished and and career, you know, in a different way than like just getting through the hustle. Totally. And even just getting back in the kitchen for me has been huge as we've been playing with the book. I'm like, I haven't been cooking. Right. Um, And I had told Byron at one point, I just was so overwhelmed. I'm like, as long as I'm breastfeeding, you're making dinner. Yeah. And like, if I feel so inspired or called to do it, I will let you know and I'll try to at least cook twice a week. Mm -hmm. But like, I'm looking to you and I don't want you to even ask me what I want. I just need you to like make it. Mm -hmm. And that means sometimes this year there was like a protein with no vegetable or it was kind of imperfect. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting, getting back in there and creating, nourishing our family for sure. And then using that as kind of a a jumping board for creative inspiration for the book for sure. Yes. I think that'll be huge. And right. I think all too often, again, that's one of those like life inventory checklists of one piece of the puzzle toggles off and then we find ourselves just making survival food, which could be balanced. Yeah. 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 Um, but maybe it doesn't have that same experience of like falling in love with your food again. And I think that that has so much more of a nourishing act when we're actually enjoying the culinary process as well. Yes. And it has allowed Byron to find his, um, <laughs> his newest passion and hobby. So I'm not mad about that. Um, cause he's right. been doing all the smoking and 
outdoor cookery he told me the other night like oh this is just the beginning like i'm Ooh. you know planning for like an outdoor like not in this space right, right. we're out like of your space um but he's like oh yeah like an outdoor like you know wood-fired oven and this and that and like we're not gonna even have to use the stovetop or get the kitchen dirty at all and i'm like okay, okay. that's fine um <laughs> you know man and his fire whatever <laughs> but yes anyway i digress um let's talk about just the balancing act and how to be mindful of capacity um, this year, how to be mindful of balancing stressors, determining what to take on um, and what to put in place to prevent overwhelm and burnout. Yeah. So balance is always key. And like I said, you know, time is your greatest resource. So as you're looking at your reflection of your last year, what did you waste your time doing or what would you, Mm. you know, call a waste of time now reflecting back maybe in the the current state it didn't feel like it because of survival uh but i think of constantly like the less screen time that's definitely something that i've done poorly this year on since i went back on instagram in april now i find myself spending a lot more time on my phone um so i'm really focused on this next year having a charging station keeping my phone in my nightstand when I'm not sleeping. Um, and so I have to walk through the house to my bedroom to grab it, um, not bringing it ever to the restroom, which mm-hmm. is a disgusting habit. And I don't know how that started again. <laughs> um, and feeling like I need to like check the news or the feed, right. but instead, you know, really maintaining a deeper connection within myself, checking in with God daily, um, scheduling breaks to stay connected in my body. Um, and then using Stella, I think, and my husband, Brady, as a metric of, you know, where I'm at versus having to seek that scroll hole of where the world is at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially with a lot of what's been going on tumultuous um, overseas with war and bombing, and there's just these constant dis- distracting heartstring pulls that can often only pull our resource of our time into a space of scarcity, negativity, anxiety, um, and then can throw shame or guilt layered into it. Um, And I think that, as we know, these are really low vibrations that don't support healthy society, that don't support beneficial outcomes. And so as much as we can sever things that suck that time, the better. Um, One positive that I've done in that space is on the other end of the spectrum, not having a television in our main room, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Um, So there's never just like passive chatter going on. And um, we do have the new forced ritual of time outside, which helps with this parasympathetic regulatory function, especially getting again, that sunrise and sunset And when I think about what moved me to Austin back in that like living your bliss episode, I think it was like 43 or something like that. You know, that's why we moved to Austin from Houston. But I found myself in 2019 when we moved into Allendale, spending all my time in rural city space and not hiking anymore Mm -hmm. and not getting out to the parks and not taking in that wonder of that jaw drop of nature that I thought I was out here for. And so coming back to that out here um, and being in the valley, I think is deeply rooting and um, helps to kind of create that balance. And then creating responsibilities that churn that balance, I think is totally key. Yeah, I totally get that. And we often fall victim to that too. We're supposed to hike on Sundays as a family. And I find more often than not, we're like, oh, we walked the neighborhood. Like, does that 
count as her, mm-hmm. her health walk. Um, but literally, you know, creating your environment um, yep. to kind of force you <laughs> to be successful, if you will. Um, so like the chickens help with getting that, you know, morning sun and getting up um, in the morning. Mm-hmm. Apollo's helping you with taking more steps. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just talk about, you know, ritual and how that can actually help with accountability and meeting our goals. Yeah. So I think as much as you can set up, you know, we're not all probably relocating our houses, um, but setting up how we can within our own home, within our own space, create a flow for success. And so maybe this means that you're creating a little station where you have your pure collagen, you have some teas, you have your naturally nourished supplements, and this is kind of like your little <laughs> zen investment corner. Um, and every morning, you don't stop going until you cross that area, you take your AM beverage, you take your morning fasted supplements, and you make sure you get that smoothie with that grass-fed whey because maybe before you were skipping breakfast and you're realizing that that drove more anxiety or more insomnia. Maybe it's like literally what type of shoes you wear when you leave the house. (laughs) So you feel prone towards walking the trail by your child's school. Uh, Maybe it's adjusting your schedule and, and really plugging in those blocks that are required for more daily movement. Maybe it's moving the weights that got pushed away over Thanksgiving holiday and need to come out of the closet and back into the main room that you stare at them and cross them and uh, actually use them. Um, Maybe it's a wellness ritual that's more connected with intimacy, like a sunset walk with your daughter or your husband or time in the sauna where you download your day instead of having that glass of wine. Um, Brady and I are trying to establish for 24, two nights a week that we do not turn on the TV at all, that we listen to records only and we do no smart devices. Um, I can't say that that won't have wine. That probably will have wine for that reason. Um, but you know, we're like, Hey, we can like play cards and like do things, hang Um, out. Yeah. Just watch a show because you just realize again, that passive versus proactive relaxation. And, And again, are you just like filling the void and you reflect back and you're like, I didn't have any deep dive conversations with my husband and that's how we've fallen apart because we don't know each other. We're just Mm -hmm. roommates. Right. Um, Or are we actually curating and creating opportunity for that emotional intimacy Um, or physical intimacy? Maybe it's planning a one time a week that you do couples massage with each other. I think that that's also a really great approach. Um, planning what farmer's market you're going to attend. Um, and then that can help to set the anchor for maybe two or three recipes that you make that are more outside the box or more experimental. Um, you know, this can really go in any way, whether it's adjusting your schedule, adjusting your environment, but starting to think of those little micro elements that can come together. And I think that big picture, we really want to think about in this new year, the emphasis on gratitude. Um, Because if we're talking about setting our environment for success or balancing out stress, if we're in a state of fulfillment and gratitude, um, or even in the darkest times, we can find things to be grateful for. Maybe it's just the breath within our lungs. Um, This can absolutely help though to balance out that sense of overwhelm, that sense of not enough, that sense of, um, I think I said overwhelm or like you don't have the capacity and it can also shift us from, you know, really this victim mentality of, 
I'm never going to get it done to this victor role of look at all these things that I have. Um, and so I think that, you know, aside from setting up our environment and ritual, starting off the day with gratitude would be something that I would challenge you all with and um, or at least ending your day as a reflective habit. Didn't we have um, Ryan Lowry on to talk all about, didn't he talk about yeah. gratitude practice? Mm-hmm. That was like the, the crux of the episode. I don't remember yeah, what episode, that. but I feel like that was a good one. And, and if that's something maybe you're struggling with or wanting to um, incorporate into your 2024, I think that could be good inspiration and stands the test of time. I don't even know how long ago that episode was. Totally. Was a long time ago. Well, and there's so much research on the physiological influence mm-hmm. of gratitude on blood pressure, on heart disease, on really likely all-cause mortality. Sure. <laughs> if we look at like the blue zones and areas where community and spirituality really shines. Um, but absolutely, I think that when we come into our day with a grateful heart, that everything is just a bigger win. Sure. Okay, let's talk um, habit stacking. So if we start with gratitude, um, what else could we either stack with this? This is a common buzz term and it's something I talk to my clients about all the time. I'm like, well, if you want to, you know, listen to this podcast that's distracting your whole day Mm -hmm. or you're reading a book and that means you're not exercising, how about like you can only listen to um, this podcast when you're on your exercise bike yeah. or when you're walking, you know, in nature. Um, but let's talk about how we can utilize this concept in 2024. Yeah. So I think of habit stacking as a, a term we hear a lot in like the biohacking space, which would be like habit stacking, intermittent fasting with cold plunging. What's your stack? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with the carnitine complex supplement, you know, for enhanced body fat burn and then, you know, taking a liver shooter of olive oil and lemon. Um, and so the idea though of habit stacking is basically taking short checklists Um, And checklists are fantastic because they can increase productivity we've seen in studies and they simply tell you what to do next and if you've done it. You check it off or not. Um, And we think of habit stacking as things that are often going to be kind of small, measurable, but can add up cumulatively. So habits generally that are stacked are going to take less than five minutes to complete. Um, you will within that time window actually complete the habit. It improves your life. It's simple. It, um, the entire routine should take less than 30 minutes and it should follow a logical process and fit within your life. Um, so I think of habit stacking in the sense of like, you know, if going outside to let the chickens out, I'm also going to take time to look up at the sun that's rising or setting and practice gratitude. Um, Might even incorporate a little bit of stretching or lymphatic flow. Um, And that would be another thing that you could kind of layer in there. Um, This could also be something with food. You can habit stack within a smoothie where it's like you can hit multiple boxes of like, I'm getting my two to three cups of leafy greens. I'm getting some anti-inflammatory herbs in there. I'm also going to be getting in my protein and probiotic. um, If adding in a little bit of yogurt with the naturally nourished grass-fed whey as the primary protein. Um, And just kind of thinking of how one ritual that you keep can layer. Um, And so you establish maybe first the smoothie ritual. Well, then you start to add in, am I going to add an adaptogen of maca each time? And that's my new kind of habit stack. And then how am I going to continue to kind of layer this into something that I just do uh, without having it to be so arduous or so many steps per 
per se. Sure. Um, I've seen you doing like the clay mask when you're walking. Yeah. Oh, in yeah, the morning. That's, a stack. So that's a stack. That there totally, totally counts. A little like skincare. It could be um, you do your like gua sha mm-hmm. while you're, um, I don't know, what else can we do while we're, maybe, maybe you are like looking at your emails, but you're um, kind of passively rolling your face yeah. or something for the first, you know, 10 minutes of your work day, your even limb. if you don't have to be, um, you know, client facing at that time, that could work really nicely. Totally. I think that works. Okay. Um, and specifically, um, let's talk about just some more habits that can help to set up for success. Sure. So I think if we're just talking, let's kind of break it down to nutrition basics of of success. I think the first thing that's going to be surprising is, you know, thinking about um, whether fasting is right for you. And this is where I'd really encourage, um, you know, we just did a recent episode on fasting and um, talking about how sometimes individuals do better with a metabolic refeed. But this is where I'd really encourage our 12-week food as medicine ketosis class uh, because we really help to toggle out based on your goals, based on your stress levels, based on your age and hormone state, what type of fasting, if any, is going to be appropriate for you. Because I think that so many people are starting off the day wrong Mm -hmm. um, by over-restricting and not meeting their protein goals. And then it is really hard to make that up throughout the day. And that can keep them constantly depleted. That can keep their leptin levels off and could really interfere with metabolic success. So something I feel confident about across the board is that when we wake up, we should stimulate our liver. Um, And so this could be like warm water with lemon. Um, This could also be doing an apple cider vinegar shooter. Um, And it could definitely be drinking a good 8 to 12 ounces of water, but ideally adding some solute in there for better hydration and maybe even a pinch of mineral salt. Um, And I think the next thing to really stack in is your RISE morning supplements because I know all too often myself and with all of my clients, when they're consistent with their supplements and especially when those supplements are recommended or managed by Becky or myself, uh, a skilled functional medicine practitioner, that they just have a lot more in their tank, if you will, for best outcomes. So if we're talking calm and clear and adaptogen boost layered in there for less irritability, less short fuse, less burnout during the day, leading for then a sugar pick-me-up, that's going to create so much success by having cleaner burning fuel and a more balanced parasympathetic nervous system than driving on that cortisol stress surge. Yes. And I think having those supplements in place and, you know, getting that like warm water with lemon and salt before coffee, mind you, um, I think that could be a fabulous hack that I'm starting to do with clients where it's like, okay, we're moving your coffee to like 30 minutes, even an hour after you wake up. And, you know, maybe it's either with food or it's after you have your breakfast. Um, And then maybe you ease into your day with a jar of bone broth instead. Um, I did that this morning and I was like, I have too many cups to fit in all of my Mm -hmm. cup holders because I still brought my coffee along, but I sipped my bone broth kind of on the drive out here um, and then had my coffee. Um, Or maybe you're starting with a more protein rich meal um, or that smoothie that you mentioned in your again, stacking and getting your greens plus your protein all in one. Yeah. I think that'd be the next one that I would say is 
getting in your greens as a really big priority of nutritional goals. We just see the benefit of greens in helping the gut microbiome. We see the benefit of leafy greens in skin health and liver health and also in aiding in that satiety or feeling of satisfaction while providing such an abundance of antioxidants. So, you know, that's constantly a food as medicine goal. And um, we now have the YouTube video out there on the Super Greens Cube, so we can link that and you can check that out as one way to kind of one week, uh, one day a week, get all of your greens set. So you can just throw that cube into bone broth or into your green smoothie. And then I think, you know, keeping, quality dips on hand for phyto compounds. Um, I just made, again, the beet hummus. Um, I love to rotate that with pesto. I also have been doing a carrot dip um, in this season, which has been kind of fun, or like a Greek yogurt ranch, because then you have the vehicle to just throw some simple crudettes and um, can be very supportive for your food as medicine goals. Um, having protein snacks on hand, like carnivore snacks would be lovely, jerkies and these types of options, um, all can layer in as good essentials to make sure that you're eating in optimal balance. Right. Um, yeah, as we're getting there on, on diet, let's just talk a little deeper on creating successful habits around this area of expertise and nutrition. Um, what about like for someone who's looking, um, for weight loss and staying keto, for example? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it's really important to know the why behind your approach that you're doing, that you're subscribed to, if you will, or, um, committed to understanding the why on a mechanistic level, like, well, why can't I have carbs? Oh, because when I have carbs, insulin spikes and insulin tells my body I'm in a fed state and excess calories get stored as fat. Also when insulin goes up, this means that glucose has gone up and that means that I'm not producing ketones. And if I want to produce ketones, as a pillar of how I'm going to get through this anxiety or this fight or flight surge of panic attack, then that means that that's why I can't have the donut. Um, And so I think having the why versus just the what is really extremely important because that helps you to turn it from, you know, this is Allie Miller's diet plan to this is how my body functions when I'm in a state of nutritional ketosis. Um, And this is what ketosis is and this is why it matters to me. I think incorporating yourself in your why also of like, well, what are you looking for? Are you looking for the freedom of mental health? Um, That's a huge goal. And so what does it feel like when you're feeling grounded and not dealing with panic? What does it feel like to not deal with debilitating depression or anxiety? What does it feel like to experience joy again and have um, those chains of mental illness liberated? Um, And so I think as we go into this new year and we think about what we want to change in our bodies, um, maybe it is mental health, maybe it is more emotional, maybe it is more physiological. Maybe we want to clear up our skin or to lose body fat or to gain muscle mass um, or to have enhanced fertility. Whatever that why is, we have to really iron that out and what success in that why looks like so that we have that carrot to take on the ritual changes, the lifestyle changes, the dietary changes necessary to get on that racetrack and start to go through the process. Love it. Um, Let's do a little bit of rapid fire just to close things out. Um, So let's just hit that weight loss one one more time of like a couple of other um, 
ideas, I guess, if you will, um, in terms of how to reach your goals. Yeah. So, I mean, for weight loss, point blank, you have to join our 12-week food as medicine ketosis program. I mean, as Becky shared in the testimonials, we see individuals losing 30 plus pounds. Um, We've seen individuals uh, get off of medications, as we've shared, and actually experience food freedom for the first time. So not white knuckling when they have to go to the ice cream shop with their daughter's gymnastics squad, um, or not feeling like they have to go in their bedroom and hide so that they aren't challenged by the pantry and the chips that are tempting them. Um, actually experiencing that food freedom because ketones, when they cross your blood brain barrier, can help us with significant satiety and also can have that grounding impact on anxiety and stress. Um, So that would be the number one. And then throughout our keto program, we help you kind of layer in some of these smart goals of like, you know, what is measurable, what is achievable, what is your timely goals that we're looking to see and how to make that a reality. Um, I would layer in with the weight loss that maybe our, um, what is our keto essentials uh, Mm -hmm. supplement bundle would be something to consider as well. So this has our carnitine complex, which has replaced the boost and burn. It has L-carnitine and acetylcarnitine. So carnitine can become conditionally essential when we're making ketones. We require that amino acid to actually support ketone production. And so carnitine gets depleted when we're using fat as fuel. Um, So getting in that carnitine complex has both cognitive enhancing as well as body fat burning and cardiovascular benefits. We have the relax and regulate in that bundle for that magnesium bisglycinate for neuromuscular relaxation, helping with any of those keto flu side effects, and then the digest aid to support any gallbladder stagnation or stress to the digestive tract that can occur when we're going into more of a fat adapted mood. Okay. Um, What about for energy? So for energy, you could definitely check out the adrenal rehab bundle, which has that adrenal glandular in there. Um, I think for sure getting out earlier in the day, so adjusting even though you might be tired to wake up, making sure you get some morning light is going to support that pineal gland, which means that we should get better melatonin and better sleep. Um, And maybe checking out the adrenal rehab program as a passive, but I could also default to the 12-week food is medicine keto class because that is something that we see um, because ketones are really high-octane fuel. So less brain inflammation when you're making ketones, less overall bodily inflammation, and also much more sustained energy, less dips and crashes, which is a huge win. That's a huge, huge testimonial we get every time too that my energy is so much improved after the first like two weeks of maybe a little keto flu yuck. You're like, you know, don't know what to do with all that energy. (laughs) Yes, no doubt. I think that that's a huge one for sure. Um, How about digestion? Okay, so digestion, I would start off with the probiotic challenge so we can link that. Um, Of course, if you fail that, you might need the beat the bloat six-week gut cleanse. Um, But if you do well with the probiotic challenge and you don't get uh, any feedback of dysbiosis, then just keeping in the Restore Baseline probiotic and maybe layering in our Digestive Basics bundle, which has that probiotic in there, that digestate enzyme to help to break down carbs, proteins, and fats at meals and make gluten and dairy less inflammatory. And then the GI lining support in there, which really coats and protects the gut. You might consider the MRT test, which 
if you're doing our keto class, you can save 250 bucks on that lab panel, and that walks you through more of an elimination diet. Um, and then I would just say in the world of gut, a big home run supplement we've seen this year is the GI Immune Builder, which is um, the immunoglobulins. We can link the podcast where we compared it to colostrum. Um, and the immunoglobulins can really reduce food sensitivity while also helping to orchestrate a more robust sound microbiome. Love it. Um, shall we close out there? I know that was a lot of yes. rapid fire. So I'll be sure to link everything that we've referenced in today's show notes. Um, any final words of wisdom or, or what are you looking yeah. to like really make happen in 24? Okay. So words of wisdom would be, you know, start small and again, focus on what you can stack and how you can shift your environment to set up for success and don't should all over yourself. So don't get into a negative mind space. We know that negative thoughts can harm just as much as gratitude and positive thoughts can heal. Um, so wherever you can plant those seeds of gratitude, big wins. And if things fall through, not shooting all over yourself of what you should have done, but just start to think in what you can do going forward. Um, in 2024, I am just really excited to be working with you, Becky, to put out this new cookbook for kids. Um, I think this is going to be such a valuable resource, which will really change the way that hopefully American children eat um, and can really start to empower mamas and whole households to use food as medicine. Uh, so that's the big project. And then we'll be running our clinic. This is hopefully going to be the best ever 12-week food as medicine keto program. So we'd love to see you in this class and participating in the all 12 weeks versus six weeks. And then also in the spring, we will likely be doing another round of our beat the bloat gut cleanse as a live and layering in more up-to-date stuff on parasites. And a lot of that buzzworthy stuff will be coming down the pipeline in the beginning of the second quarter. All right, let's do it. Yeehaw, let's do it. 2024, I think, is going to be just the best year yet. I look forward to embracing turning 40 this year and all of the beauty that comes with that. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for joining us in this podcast. And always, as listeners, uh, if you enjoy what we're putting out there, go ahead, leave us a five-star review and what you're loving about the Naturally Nourished podcast. I hope today's message is inspirational and that y'all have the best year yet. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.